Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. God, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My music don't want to act right this morning, but we okay. We don't need music to worship God, to bless his name, to praise him, to magnify him, to lift him up. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. 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 We glorify you. We magnify you. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We worship you, Lord God. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. We lift up your name, Lord God. We lift up your name. 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 Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 we lift up your name. Good morning, good morning, welcome. Good morning, we glorify you, Lord God. We magnify you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Glory to God, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, yeah, we give you all the glory. That's it, Keisha, we give you all the praise. We lift your name up, Father, and we just simply say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you. Hey Cassandra. Hey Nisi. How y'all doing this morning? Thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift up your name, Father. We lift up your name, Father. We lift up your name. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Holy, holy, holy is he. Holy, 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 holy is he. Holy is he. Holy is he. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We love you. Lord, we adore you. Lord, you are so awesome. You are so mighty. Lord, we just bless and praise you. We lift your name on high, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glorify you. We glorify you. Lord God, thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up your name on high. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord of Lords. We thank you, great I am. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord God. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We thank you. We thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your peace. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. you. We thank you, holy, holy. You are our Father. You are such a good, good Father, Lord God. You are such a good, good Father. 
Father, Lord God, we invite you into this room. We invite your presence into this room. We invite your presence into this room. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 thank you. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I will not let a rock cry out. I will not let a rock cry out. I will bless your name. I will magnify your name. I will glorify your name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We love you, Lord. We love you so much. We love you so much, Lord God. We love you so much, Lord God. We adore you. We set our affection towards you. We set our minds on you, Lord God. We thank you. We are so grateful. We are so grateful, Lord God. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We enter your gates with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise, Father God. We adore you, Lord God. We just bless, praise, magnify you, and glorify you, Lord God. We just lift up your name. We just lift up the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father God, please forgive us for any sin that we have had in our lives, Lord God, that we sinned against you or we sinned against others, Lord God. Search the chambers of our hearts, Lord God. Show us anything in our life that does not line up with your will. We invite you in, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We don't want to be independent free thinkers. We want to be aligned with your spirit and your will, Lord God. We want our lives to match up. We want to walk to the very cadence, the very rhythm, the very beat of God. And so we just simply say, thank you, Lord God. We say, thank you, Lord God. We say, thank you. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We glorify you. We say, thank you, Lord. We need you. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We thank you. We just invite you into our lives today, Holy Spirit. We invite you into our lives today. We welcome you here. 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 We welcome you here, Lord God. We welcome you here. We welcome you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. My God, my God. I just saw like praise opening the gates. I just saw praise like parting the gates. Like praise is your calling card. My God, that's why the enemy did not want you to worship God. Like I saw the gates coming open slowly. Praise is your key. Praise is your Praise is your keyless interest. Interest. It is the key. It's the thing that recognizes you in kingdom, right? It's the thing that recognizes you. They that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. 
And so that's your entry. That's your keyless entry. It's praise. Like while we were praising, I saw the gates being open. And so every time we center ourselves to praise God in such a pure place, to reverence God, not to ask him for things. We can ask him for things. We can inquire. We can talk to him about the desires. But every time we open up to praise him and just thank him and lose ourselves in him, that's what the keys are. We're going to unlock the door. We're going to open the gates and it's going to open. And I'm talking about in spirit and in truth that we worship him and even if we don't understand we like lord you know what you a good good father and i'm worshiping you i don't understand everything going on in my life but i'm gonna bless you i'm gonna praise you i'm gonna magnify you lord god i trust you i trust you with this moment this season lord god i don't get it all but i trust you i love you i adore you father god a lot of times people didn't teach us how to praise God, how to praise him properly. And so we don't enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We don't enter into his courts with praise. A lot of times we start thanking him and petitioning for things before we've even given him his due residence, his due, what he's due, his due reservoir. But I saw as we were praising God, the gates being open. It was a slow open. And so just Press yourself into praise. Just thank him for all that he is. Number it up. Count him. Don't focus on the things. Focus on who he is as a father. Focus on who he is as father. Ask him, Lord, give me revelation, knowledge of who you are. Let the eyes of my understanding be open to the hope and call of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, I want to learn how to worship you in spirit. And I want to learn how to worship you in truth. I want to learn how to do that, Lord God. I Thank you, 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 thank you. That's good, Keisha, because do you know what? Even if you don't understand him to be everything you need in your life, if you start acknowledging him as everything you need, he will begin to become absolutely everything you need. If you start saying to him, Lord God, you are everything I need, even if you don't believe it, even if it doesn't look like you trust him in that capacity, guess what? Those things will begin to manifest and he will begin to become everything everything you need because you've opened up the door with your mouth. Our words are a seed. Our words are planting and our words will produce a harvest in due time. So even if you don't trust it, it's not lying. You're building yourself up in faith. That's why our confessions, I feel you, Holy Spirit. I feel you, Holy Spirit. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Lord God, we just, I feel you, Holy Spirit. So if you'll get into those habits, those habits, you know how I said, practice the presence of God until you fall into the presence of God. Practice being in his presence. Practice the things of God until you fall into the presence, until it becomes your rhythm, until you're in beat, until you're in the very cadence of God. It's so funny that my music wouldn't work this morning, but we are learning to worship him in spirit and we're learning to worship him in truth truth and we're learning to be grateful and we're learning to set our minds on things above and not things on this earth because the cares of this earth will consume us right they will consume us so in 
this moment in praise and worship, thank you, Holy Spirit, you're just worshiping him. It's just like, Lord God, I thank you. I, I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I extol you. I lift up your name. Acknowledge him to be your father. Acknowledge him to be God. Let's just spend a few more, just a few more. Just give him a little bit more of the fruit of your lips. Remember, you're open. That's your keyless entry to him. That's what's going to get daddy God's attention. Father God, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. And we say thank you. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We lift up holy hands and we just say thank you. We lift our hands. We thank you. Our mouths will praise you. Our very being, every fiber, every tissue, every cell. We thank you, Father God. Our feet dance unto a praise unto you, Lord God. We thank you that this is not about protocol or what we thought, Father God. This is about you. This is about you. My very life is about you, Lord God. I thank you for grace and I thank you for mercy. And I thank you for your love, Lord God. Just saturate us in your love. I thank you, Lord God, that the people are feeling your love this morning and being filled with your love, Lord God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you in today. We invite you into this devotional. We invite you into our lives. We invite you into our cars. We invite you into our marriage. We invite you into our finances. We invite you into our peace. We invite you. We invite you in, Lord God. We invite you into our children, Holy Spirit. We invite you into our ministries and our purpose. We invite you in today. Please come sup with us. Please come visit us, Holy Spirit. Be with us this day. Be in our mind. Be in our thoughts being the things that we do we cancel the and we cast in the name of Jesus we cast off the spirit of control you will no longer control us in ungodly things in the name of Jesus we cast off the spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus we cast off the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus we cast off the spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus we cast off the spirit of worry and weariness in the name of Jesus doubt you must go in the name of Jesus Lord God, anything that overwhelms us, that keeps us from you. We're laying it at your feet this morning. We don't want any other part of it, Lord God. We just want all of you. We want to sit at your feet. We want to be in your presence, Lord God. We need you today, Lord. We need you. 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 We need you in our children. We plead the blood of Jesus over this day, over this devotional. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. We do not have to be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. We are being wise in you. We are not chasing after the things of this world. We are being wise in you. Father God, and your word is sharp. It's sharper than any two-edged sword and it's coming in between. It's dividing those things in our soul and our spirit, Father God, so that we can walk into the fullness of you. Father God, just burn up the chaff. Anything in our life that does not line up with your word in the name of Jesus, it must go. In the name of Jesus, it must go. My God, now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. You are my strength, my 
God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. 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 My God, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you, Lord God. You are so amazing. You are so awesome. You are so mighty. You are so powerful, Lord God. We just love you. I cannot thank you. I cannot thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. As you are praising God, like as you enter, especially when you enter into the Holy of Holies, because that's what praise will do. And as you are praising God, the things in your life that does not do not line up with God, the chaff will begin to be broken off of you. It's not a, sometimes it's instantaneous, but it's a growth process. And so I just um, compel you and admonish you to press into the things of God like never before. Deal away with all your protocol. You know all that stuff you've been saying to God every morning? Like deal, do away with all of that. Just do away. Just be like, you know what, Lord? I'm done with all that. I thought, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to love you correctly. Teach me how to be fitly joined with you. Fill my quiver. You know, a quiver is what arrows are in. Fill my quiver with you so that I can release the right things in the spirit, right? I can release the right things so that I'm in a line with you. I'm in a line with you. And all the other stuff, it's funny. When you understand the spiritual things of God, your prayers will begin to change and you won't keep being in that same place and in that same zone. Your insurance, your assurance will come from the spirit and come from the word. Right. And we won't. I don't know. We'll begin to just thank him differently. I thank I thank him and I think of him differently now. And the more time that I'm spending with him, I'm beginning to think of him differently and I'm beginning to see him differently. And he's beginning to rearrange my life even more to be in the sound of him and to be in alignment with in alignment with him. Right. Um, we're going to intercede for our children this morning. We're just going to confess the word of God over them. It's important that we take this authority corporately. The enemy is coming fast after our children. Even if you don't have children fast after your nieces and nephews fast that fast after your cousin and them, your surrogate children. Like it's just so Tamika, thank you for that. Like that's so big. Help me Lord to learn to praise you correctly. Yeah. Help me learn to learn how to pray and talk to you intimately and correctly. Those are the things that we supposed to ask him. And if we stand back and allow him to, he will begin to teach us. So we're going to intercede and pray for our children. And I just want you to pause for a second and invite the Holy spirit in personally to your life. Don't be afraid of the Holy spirit. They've been lying to you. They've been lying to you. They've been lying to you about the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit is very intimate. He is here to teach you all things. And the more you invite him in and the more you hang out with him, the more he becomes your homeboy, the more you allow him to 
whisper into your truth and to be your truth, it will change. Like it will change absolutely everything. I promise you it will. It will change. If you would just sit your mind on him, all of the other things will begin to fall in place. And so when we confess the word of God, for those that don't, we don't want to assume people understand the power in confession. When we confess the word of God on our children, we've already prayed the prayer. Remember, um, we, we don't have to vain babble. We don't have to babble the same prayers. Once you've already prayed, um, once you've already prayed a prayer and spoke certain things about your children or spoken certain things over your children, then what turns around and happens is we're fortifying our spirits so that when the enemy comes in like a flood or something comes up, then the, the word is going to remind us, no, these are what our children going to do. This is what our children is going to do. And then when we're dealing with that, with the enemy, like where well, I had to repent for something the other day, I said something, um, and it was contrary. And the Lord was like, you have a different authority. So you have to watch your mouth in that area. And I said it in funny, like I was funny. I was like, his little butt is bad. I said it funny, but I've never really called kids bad. And I caught myself and the Lord said, remember the authority that you have to speak over any kid you're connected to any kid in your presence, any kid in your neighborhood. And I caught myself and I said, Lord, God, forgive me for that. It was in joking, but it was coarse joking and it was unnecessary. So I had to render those words null, void, useless. I had to pluck those words up. And so when our children or when our circumstances are contrary to the word, then we confess the word of God to fortify our belief system. And this is where we've been lacking. We're not confessing it just as a vain rumbling. We're confessing this because we're saying, Lord, I'm taking authority, my God, for my children today. You can do this with your finances. You can do it with your marriage. And if the Holy Spirit lets us, we'll do some financial confessions because I know we're coming into the holiday. I cannot wait till the Lord re releases me to do this small group on finances, right? And Keisha, you can do this for you as well, even though you don't have children. I know you desire for your womb to be filled. And so take authority in that same way, even if you don't have children, take authority. And if you don't have children and you believe God for children, then this is a perfect seed for you to sow for other people. When you pray toward your heart really prays for other people, you pray for somebody else to get a house, you believe God. And I'm talking about sincerely, when you get in position and sow seeds of faith for other people, man, you'll do it. You'll receive and reap a harvest. And we don't realize that a lot of time. So it don't matter if you don't have kids corporately as a community, because as a community, it means we're all partaking of the same thing. We're all partaking of the same thing. And so we right now in the name of Jesus are going to confess this over our children and stand steadfast in this. And this is going to affirm for us what we need to be saying about our children. And this is going to affirm for us um, what the word says about our children. And so even if our children say your child is over to your right, doing something, they ain't got no business. When you look at them, you're going to be like, mm -mm. <laughs> you know, and the scripture will come up in you and you'll begin to say what you need to say about that child or that children. And if we can corporately get in the position, the word activates and the word begins to do something corporately. And if we're covering every city, every state, every nation, every country, guess what? We are actively interceding and pressing into a place and it's going to produce something for our children. So 
we're we're praying for this and if you got this little book our ministry sold this book into some individuals and so hopefully you have your book by now you should um this is the book and this book is so powerful my friend kathy doris wrote this book and so as 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 a parent she tells you some things in a parent and we're going to do a small group for parenting we're going to do a small group for singles we're going to do a small group for uh, finances and those those groups will be limited but they're going to be to strengthen you as a community of believers right so you can grow in the grace you need to reach your child to be able to talk to them to be able to handle them in love so here we go my children can do all things through christ and when i take this i take this for my children in youth ministry i take this for my children in um my neighborhood i take this for every person that's on this devotional when i pray this i don't pray this for just my sons or my grandsons even though you may hear me say when i say that i say in the name of jesus i'm receiving this i'm walking in this for every child i'm connected to my cousins my nieces my nephews every person i'm connected to i'm taking this for them i'm taking a stance in the name of jesus everybody out everybody on the devotional um everybody we take a stance in this in the name of Jesus so let's focus in on this right now in the name of Jesus and let's take a stance and let's confess this word over all the children connected to us all the children in our neighborhood in our school systems we are not going to just let the world tell us oh this is the way your kids going to be we're going to take a stand and then this and we're going to take it by faith in the name of Jesus says my children can do all things through Christ who strengthens them my God supplies all their needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My kids see God move for them and on their behalf and know God for themselves as father and provider. Greater is he who is in my children than he that is in the world. God has not given my children a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. They have the mind of Christ. So when you see your kid or some other kids and they're not, at, um, and they're not operating in the mind of Christ, you need to be speaking to them. No, they have the mind of Christ. If you see somebody bullying, no, they have the mind of Christ. If your child is talking suicidal thoughts, no, they have the mind of Christ. No, they have the mind of Christ. And knowing what the reference scripture has, right? Knowing what the reference scripture says, my child, child is filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. My son understands what the will of the Lord is. Great is the peace of my children for they are taught of God by God. The Holy Spirit is talking with them and teaching them today God preserves them for this evil generation forever preserving them wherever they go from danger and preserves them from bad relationships and wrong turns and decisions my child listens to me and to God's word and dwells safely quietly from the fear of evil no weapon no weapon formed against us can prosper we are far from oppression no evil shall befall my child nor any plague come near them for god has given his angels charge over them to keep defend and preserve them all the days of their lives in jesus name my child draws near to god and dwells in his secret place and surely he delivers my child covers him and keeps him from fear of harm though a thousand fall calamity will not come near him he calls on god and god answers him in trouble and will satisfy him with long life and show him his salvation my child lays down in peace and in sleep for you O lord will have him only dwell in safety 
my kids obey God's word and mine and the word keeps them when they sleep, talks with them when they awake and guides them in the way they should go. I correct my child by God's wisdom and he gives me rest. My kids honor us as parents are obedient and well-pleasing to the Lord. So it is well with them all their days and God satisfies them with a peaceful, long and happy life. My kids have anointed minds and are quick to learn and have success in school. They are renewed in the spirit of their minds and have fresh mental attitudes. Like Daniel, they stand for God in their own relationship with him. And he gives them skill and learning and wisdom and understanding. You can pray your kids into a relationship with God. Now it's going to be difficult if you don't have one. I'm not saying that you're not exemplifying a relationship with God before them, but all you got to do is pause and repent be like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Father, for um, not exemplifying a relationship with you before my kids. Show me how to exemplify a relationship. But you can pray your kids into a stronger relationship with God. They are renewed in their spirit of their minds and have fresh mental attitudes like Daniel. They stand for God in their own relationship with him. See, your words are like arrows. Your words are like arrows. And so if you use your words like arrow correctly, come on now. And he gives them skill and learning and wisdom and understanding. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless his holy name, for he daily loads me and my children with benefits. I release today's blessings to my kids. I'll not forget any of his benefits and thankfully declare them. His forgiveness is ours today, cleansing my family from iniquity and healing all our diseases. I release my kids in that flow. I forgive them. Because sometimes our kids do stuff against us or to us and it upsets us, right? It does. It upsets us. And so you need to practice forgiveness where your kids are saying, saying, Lord, you know what? Let me forgive them. Let me release them. Let me let go. We should not be talking to them and say, see, you did such and such two weeks ago. We should not be reminding them of their sins and their mess ups. And if we're in a constant state of reminding them of our sins and mess ups, then it's probably because we have unforgiveness towards our child and we don't even think that we could have unforgiveness towards our child, but we will, right? And then all we expect them to do is the same thing over and over again. And we, and we can't be that way. So every time our child does something against the household rules or acts out, we need to be in the practice of saying, you know what, let me release and forgive you right now. Release them quickly, right? Release them quickly. Let me release them quickly in the name of Jesus. And says, so I forgive them and release the power of forgiveness in my child's life. Health and strength are ours. Divine health is my child's. And I say the diseases of this age cannot prosper in our bodies. So when we back up, he said, daily loads me and my children with benefits. One of the biggest things is we often get our heartstrings pulled when it comes to our kids, right? So our heartstrings will be pulled and then we'll go and try to make up or create things instead of allowing God to be their provider. Well, the same God that daily loads you with benefits is the same God that daily loads them with benefits. So if our kids stand in need of something, right? If, if our kids stand in need of something, if there is something that our kids need, then guess what we get to do? We get to call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, bless my children today. Provide for my children. Even though we think we're the ones that provide for them, that is not our truth. We do not provide and take care of them. And sometimes that'll cause you to be in a place where you'll be in debt, like Christmas is coming, or you'll be consumed and overwhelmed because you're the one trying to provide for your child and you've never allowed the Lord 
to be provider for your kids. You still think it's your paycheck and it's your job. Well, your paycheck and job can leave tomorrow. Then who provides for your kids? And you'll get into debt and you'll create opportunities and you'll be in a worse place because you, oh, I'm trying to get in what I didn't have. You better give them what the Lord says for them. So release God's daily benefits. Release God's daily benefits. Release them. Lord, bless you. You provide for them. You give them resources they need. If you have a desire for your kids to attend a dance class and it's not in your budget, Lord, provide a dance class. Provide a scholarship. Provide the right atmosphere. Putting everything in prayer. I don't know why we had to go this direction, but we did. Health and strength are ours. Divine health is my child's. And I say the diseases of this age cannot prosper in our bodies as temple of the living God. We will rely more on other things instead of the word saying, absolutely not. No, this is my spiritual wellness for my child. You know, everybody in school got colds. It don't matter if everybody gets schools and got colds. You better spiritually inoculate your children. Taking a flu shot, um, taking measles shots, all that stuff doesn't mean your kids can't get the flu. It doesn't mean that they can't get sick. So you got to understand the spiritual benefits to letting the word be the force feel and the shield around your children plead the blood of jesus over them daily in the name of jesus i cancel every assignment every cold every disease of this age you will not come home sick fortify him in the spirit of the lord it says bless the lord who redeems my children from destruction crowning them with loving kindness and tender mercies satisfying their mouth with good things their youth is being renewed their strength made overcoming and soaring like eagles since they are satisfied by god they do not hunger for anything the world or sin has to offer the fear of the lord dwells in my child right therefore the angel of the lord encamps around them. Yeah, Jess, you should be laying hands on every door in your school. Any teacher on here, not your classroom. You should be confessing that over the school. You should be cursing it at the root. You should act like your doorpost is a force field. Sickness and disease cannot come in here. The word of God I declare over my children will not return void. Its power is producing life in us, restoring their soul, rejoicing their heart, enlightening their eyes and making them wise where they are simple, warning them when needed as they keep the word of God, they experience the great reward. My children give no place to the devil. He overcomes by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. My kids are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Covered in God's armor, the shield of faith quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. They resist the devil who flees from them. My family walks in the spirit, bearing the fruit of the spirit, obeying the quickening of the spirit. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit and will not let the sun go down on our wrath. We yield to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and glorify God in our walks. Thank you, Father, for your grace, your love, your peace, your joy, your wisdom, your power in living for you and raising my children to live in your will, to your glory, for your purpose. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, may the signs of your power be to me, your servant. Lakeisha. And sometimes I do that. I have older children. I have adult children. And if I know something in their life doesn't align with the will of God, this is the thing that I hold on. May the signs be the power to me, your servant. And your glory be upon him. I'm like Moses when he was dealing with Lot and he knew Lot was about to be in trouble. He said, for me, God, he was the intercessor. And sometimes for my adult children, I'm like, Lord, for me, right? 
May I see your work in my life and family to the glory of God for generations. I declare my children are saved by the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, filled with his Holy Spirit, who is comforter, counselor, strengthener, and teacher to them. As such, my children are filled with the anointing, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. I speak, I prophesy into my child's future and say that he or she, and I always go James, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, and Judah, Lyric, Logan, Zayden, and Shiloh. And then I bless their moms, Tayana and Glory, right? I just list them. She will, they will not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but will stay pure for the maid of God's choosing. That one who will compliment the gifts and callings of God on my child's life. I pray the fear of the Lord to help keep them with your fatherly love, drawing them to yourself. You lead them for by a straight, right way, leading them to the place to establish their home from the cradle to the grave in old age. The blessings of God are on my descendants because of God's gentleness and faithfulness. And then the last part of the book, it has some things your kids can confess over myself. There is nothing too hard for God. And there is nothing that cannot be handled in prayer. We just have been taught to handle things in our own strength for so long. We pray for our kids, but we haven't been praying correctly. So now let's just thank the Lord for that minister. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for our holy, your holy word. We thank you that your word is active in our child's life. And we take this word by faith because we are planted, my God, by the rivers, by the streams of the water and our leaves will not wither. Lord God, you said there will be no miscarriage or barrenness in this Lord land, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that my children are my great reward, Lord God. I thank you. They are acting exceedingly abundantly above beyond anything that I could imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you will learn to position yourself in prayer, where your children are concerned, where your finances are concerned, the word of the Lord will do everything it's supposed to do for you. But what I found is a lot of times we pray and then we practice something else. Like, and that's real. We pray and then we go practice something else. We're praying the word of God but we're counterproductive in our flesh because we're tr still trying to do it in our own strength. We don't understand spiritual life. We don't understand how active our words are. We don't understand how our words are producing. Some of us are so busy rambling and rumbling. I'm just being honest because I used to be this person. I'm not saying this. We will talk so much. We will talk so much. We can even talk so much in the things of God. And because it sounds holy, right? Because it sounds holy. And because it sounds like we're saying the right things. We'll talk so much in the things of God that we will just completely miss what God is saying to us in the season because we can't hear him because we run our mouth too much. And some of you will be like, well, I don't talk that much. But do you know your head can be talking? You can have your thoughts rumbling in such a way that they're talking as well that you're missing what God is saying because you won't pause to be quiet because you really don't understand that God is a spirit like you don't understand that God is a spirit and he's not moved by emotions he's moved by the spiritual things the spiritual laws and things that happen in kingdom let me give you a few things in word today um I, I wrote today's title of today's devotional that God is a spirit, right? I wrote that he's a spirit. And we started, we know, and we acknowledged this last week, right? 
That's good, Deshauna. That's good. We acknowledge, and, and Olive, I think I saw you. We'll pray for that child. Um, we, I saw this. I, I saw, I saw this. I've seen this. I've seen this in my own life. Um, and understanding who we are and that we are spirit beings. Well, God is a spirit as well. Like God, God is a spirit as well. And because God is a spirit as well. We have to be understand, be able to understand how that spirit moves in us and how the spirit moves through us and how we are to be active. And a lot of times the things that we have been taught, um, quench us from moving the spirit. Anytime I meet somebody and, uh, <laughs> I'm not being funny and they just act like, they understand all the spiritual things of God. I'm in awe because I don't understand all the spiritual things of God. And my uncle has been in the word strong for like 35, 40 years. And I was talking to him about some things and he said, we don't, he didn't say me. He said, we don't understand all of that. Right. And so it when, when the more we'll build up in our work, because there's two things you either were like a Pharisee or a Sadducees, right. Or a hellion altogether, three things. And if we were like a Pharisee, we're really religious. We're really legalistic. We're only believing a certain thing. If we were like a Sadducee, we had our own emotionalism. We will be so emotional in the things of God that we will not be established or rooted. Remember the scripture that says a man that built his house or a woman that built his house on sand. Um, I have a thing for chocolate, right? I have a thing for chocolate. One of my frustrations is don't hand me no hollow chocolate right? Don't hand me chocolate. You know how those rabbits come at Easter and they're just hollow. It's a hollow bunny. I don't want no hollow chocolate. I want some solid chocolate. I want some chocolate through and through. Well, that's how we're supposed to be in the word, right? We're supposed to be in the word that way. We're supposed to be built through and through. So I don't understand all the things of God. And when I was prideful, I acted like I did. Um, I used to talk all the time. I wanted to always quote a scripture. Um, the Lord was sharing with me some things about my relationships right now. It's important for me to grow in healthy relationships. He was giving me some tips. He said, you want to see your relationship stronger this area? Do this from here on out. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because I've been asking him to grow me in relationships, but I don't know all the things of God. And if you ever to the point where you think, you know, all the things of God, it's really the enemy fooling you. You don't always have an answer. You don't always have to have an answer. You don't always have to use a whole lot of religious jargon. You don't always have to seem super spiritual, right? And so we will be hollow, right? We'll be hollow. It will be so hollow. And instead we're not, and, and what it does is it prevents us from seeking God properly because therefore again, God is a spirit and we will not learn how to seek them properly. So let me give you a few things to meditate on. We're still in this season of understanding us as spiritual beings and understanding God's spiritual beings. And so can I tell you something? Make sure that you put yourself in a position and I'm not talking about you mentally saying, Oh, I don't know it all. No, act like you don't know it all. <laughs> act like you don't know it all. Act like close your mouth. When you close your mouth, that's the sign when you shut your brain down that you don't know it all. Every time I become come before the woman and man of God, I used to think I needed to show them how much I'm talking about my pastors. I knew now. This is how 
I'm in awe because I'm constantly learning something from them or the speak, the Lord is speaking something to me. And so we can't assume like I, it bothers me when people are like, Oh no, I got it. Because a lot of, will be like Sadducees and Pharisees will be a lot of emotionalism and it'll be a lot of religious overtures and we'll be missing the sound and the rhythm of God. So let's get, let's look at, um, Let's, and then Matthew 7 and 24 says there, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Right. And if you back up into the 23rd verse, it says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you depart from me. Remember, there's going to be many that say, Lord, Lord, who's not going to enter the kingdom I, 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 to enter the king. Teresa, it don't, even matter. I'm, it don't even matter what people think. It don't even matter. At the point that you get so caught up in God, your concern for people will become zero. Your concern for people will become zero. As a teacher, I see things a little bit different. But when you get caught up in the things of God and as prophet and as leader and all of these things, I see things different. But only from the position of prayer or only from the police. When you become so caught up in God, you won't even care about people. Your least focus becomes absolutely anybody else. You're not going to them. They, they need to. So let's go to John 6 and 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. I've been really studying this this morning because I gave this to you the other day. And I'm going to switch in just a second. I don't ever want to give you word and we not focus in on it or home in on it in the season that we're in we're really going to have to rightly divide the word of god we're really going to have to focus on this and in this particular chapter um they jesus has been making some bold and some radical statements and even the disciples are thrown away they keep saying oh this is hard how can we understand what you're saying and he knew that the disciples were complaining and he and he says to them he's like this is john and he's saying to them so how hard he's like how hard why are you offended right does the son of man need to leave and come back and he says, I'm telling you, it's the spirit who gives life. The, le- the flesh profits nothing. They were continuously asking him for a sign or they were saying they weren't understanding this. He said, the words that I'm speaking to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, right? For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe. And he also knew who was going to betray him. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. God knows if you believe it. God knows if you're acting contrary to what you're saying. God knows if you're hypocritical. God knows if you're lying to yourself. God knows what you're struggling with. And so Jesus knew from the beginning. And so he was asking him, he said, why are you so offended by what I'm teaching you here? Right? Because Jesus wasn't preaching to or teaching just to please his audience. And, and we'll get, you can get caught up in the amens. You can get caught up in trying to share things with people because you want to see people praise you or like you, or you want to be in agreement with people. Um, but he said he didn't please his audience. He was trying to teach them kingdom and kingdom looked contrary to religion and kingdom looked contrary to the Gentiles. If he was concerned, he would always have to take back what he was saying, right? So his audience was offended offended because he was teaching them 
you're not living by the spirit. <laughs> you're not living by the spirit. You just been doing religious things. You just been emotional. He's like, I'm trying to teach you. You're not living by the spirit, right? I'm trying to teach you. You're seeking me for the wrong thing. And so he essentially said to them, if all of this is offending you, my God, well then when you go see me in glory, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> when you come to the judgment seat, you're going to be in trouble. He was saying, you better be offended now and get over it and grow up or be offended later. You're going to do either or you're going to be offended now. or You're going to be offended later. I'm going to give you this. It's going to be hard for you to swallow. You're going to need to digest this. I remember when I really realized that the Holy Spirit kicked in and I was like, Lord, I really wasn't worshiping you in spirit and truth. I was still worshiping you in Lakeisha. I was still worshiping you in religion. I was still worshiping you in, um, emotionalism. And that does not look like spirit and truth because when I worship you in spirit and truth, something unlocks in me and I begin to change. Right. And so if I understand that it's the spirit who gives me life and the flesh profits me nothing, I don't ever want to be in my flesh. I don't ever want to be in my flesh. I don't ever want to be in my flesh. I was telling the Lord, I don't want to be in my flesh. I don't want to be in my flesh. I was telling him this morning, I said, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me with this. I don't want to be in my flesh in no area. I want to be in my flesh. I want to be in the supernatural. I want to be aligned with your spirit because if I'm in my flesh, I it's death. There is death to my flesh, right? There, anything that is not in the spirit is dead. Anything that is not built in the spirit is dead. And so he was trying to get them to focus. He said, I need you to focus and put your heart and focus on spiritual realities, not material things. Because if you go back up in John in the sixth chapter, what they were doing was they were consumed because they had forgot to bring some bread. They were consumed. They were upset because they didn't have bread. And Jesus was like, you sitting up here focusing on bread, right? That's what he told him. He said, you sit here focusing on bread. You've already seen that I'll feed you. My God, my God, my God, what a word. You've already seen that I'll feed you. You already know that I'm going to feed you. I, I just showed you the 5,000. I just showed you the 4,000. You've seen every miracle sign and wonder. We cross over. We in a spiritual place. You're supposed to be discerning the things of God. And you sitting over here talking to me about bread again. When we already, I've already shown you I'll feed you. I've already shown you I'll take care of you. I need you to focus on these spiritual realities so that you can be used for my glory and walk into the fullness of what I called you to be. The enemy wants you caught up in bread. The enemy wants you caught up in a job. The enemy wants you caught up in lack. The enemy wants you caught up in the fact that you ain't married. The enemy wants you caught up in the fact that it ain't manifest yet. You sit here focused on bread. <laughs> You feel that's what he was telling you. He said, you sit here and focus on bread. He said, it's the spirit who's going to give you life. The flesh is going to prosper you. Absolutely nothing. It's the spirit that's going to impart life. It's the spirit that'll breathe on your situation. It's the spirit that'll give you a witty idea and invention that can turn your situation around. It's the spirit that'll breathe on your children. It's the spirit that'll breathe on your marriage. It's the spirit that'll breathe on your circumstances and your situation. You better desire this spirit more than you desire bread, more than you desire miracles, more than you desire your house. You wonder if you're still petitioning God about the very same things. It's because we haven't understood 
the spiritual reality of who God is, of who God is. And he was saying to them, he said, I just showed y'all I'm able to multiply and do absolutely anything. I'm able to multiply. I'm able to, if you go to the other, I'm able to pull a coin out of a fish mouth. I'm able to bless you and take care of your bills up to the last minute, up to the last second. So it's the spirit who gives you life. The flesh prospers nothing. So if you're looking for, you're looking more to the bread, to the lack, to the things that I don't have, you're missing the opportunity to see the glory of God in your life, right? And, and Jesus knows through divine prerogative of who believes and who doesn't believe. Let me show you this in another way. God is looking for us to worship him in spirit and in truth, right? And I love this next scripture because we've been here before. We've talked about the woman at the well, right? And I love how Jesus shook her up. He, he prophesied to her. He spoke to her about a circumstance or a situation. And when people often, when we are spiritually asleep, the, the word will do something or the Holy Spirit will do something. The Holy Spirit will do something to shake up our foundation in order that we come alive. That's why sometimes prophecy will blow your mind when the Lord gives a prophetic word and somebody speaks that in your life. And you're like, nah, I ain't told nobody that. It's because God is trying to, I feel like often, not just confirm things for you, but trying to shake you up. So if we're going to worship God, this is what the scripture says. They that worship them, worship them in spirit, worship him in spirit and in truth, right? God is a spirit and those who worship him, that's 423, John 423. Those that all the true worships, he said, but when the hour has come and now is when the true worship shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeks. This is the line we always leave out for the father seeks such to worship him. God is looking for people to worship him in spirit and truth. Remember I told you when we were worshiping and praising God that it opens up the gates. I saw the gates open. God is seeking and looking for someone to worship him in spirit and in truth. So the first thing we learn in, is that worship has to do with real life. It's not an interlude. It's not a moment. It's not a Sunday. It's not just this devotional. God is looking for someone to worship God. He don't care what your past is. He don't care what the circumstance is. He doesn't care what the situation is. He didn't care what you've been involved in. The Samaritan woman was adulterous. And God was like, God was like, I'm about to show you how people something. I'm about to show you people who think you've religiously got that right that you've already there he's I'm about to show you something I'm gonna take a harlot I'm gonna take this adulterous woman and I'm gonna show you that those that worship me that those that seek after me that those that go for me and seek after me in the middle of even their worst circumstances situation I'm gonna show you what it's like when they encounter Jesus so first thing is she's a Samaritan I've taught this before she's a woman she's a harlot she said I'm getting ready to show you how anybody can become a true worshiper I'm getting ready to show you how anybody can become a true worshiper and you have to understand there was animosity between the Jew and the Samaritan and as John is writing the book of John John is writing the book of John to affirm that Jesus is Lord to affirm Jesus is God and so these are separate there's a lot of stuff going on the the Samaritans were believers but they had a lot of Old Testament beliefs there was animosity towards the Jews. So here it is a Jew talking to a Samaritan, right? 
So Jesus and Jesus walks in the center of the hostility. He don't care what parameters, what boundaries you set in place. He's walked right in. So he walks right into the situation. She's at the well. And he's like, look, give me something to drink. I'm just paraphrasing this. And she's like, wait a minute. How you going to ask me for something to drink? You a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. And he looks and instead of focusing on the differences, the problem or the issue, he looks at her and he says, if you knew who I was. And I'm going to say the same thing to you. If you knew the gift of God, if you knew who God was, then you would start drinking like crazy. Cause that's what he said to her. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, you would give me a drink. You wouldn't even care about my background. You wouldn't even care about what I was going through. You would not care. As a matter of fact, you will be asking me to give you the living water. And I'm saying the same thing to us today. If we really knew who God was, if we really knew who Jesus was, we'll be trying to drink this spiritual life. We'll be trying to drink this spiritual life. We'll be trying to consume it daily because every time we consume things in the spirit, right? It breaks off the chaff and we come forth after we've been through the refiner's fire, right? She, but because her life is dead to spiritual things, my God, she doesn't rise. She doesn't see what he's saying. She, she doesn't understand things of the spirit. She doesn't have enough of the spirit. She was enslaved. She was dead to her flesh. Her spirit was dead. So she comes back and says, how can you give me water when you don't even have a bucket? Still carnal. Lord, how will you take care of me? Same thing we be saying. Lord, how are you going to take care of me in this circumstance and situation? How are you going to provide for me? I ain't even got a job. And God is like, I'm not even messed up about your job. I'm not even messed up about your job. I'm trying to get your focus on me. You still focused on you. I'm trying to get you to look at me. I'm still focused on you. I ain't, I ain't trying to get you to look at no husband right now. I'm trying to get you to focus on me. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to get you to focus on me. And she said, how can you give me water when you don't give me a bucket? And if you want me to drink water that doesn't come from Jacob's well, then you must think you're greater than Jacob. Well, if this water was good enough for Jacob, it's good enough for me. She's not even on center on what Jesus is saying, right? And so Jesus comes back and he says to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give them, everyone that satisfies their natural things. Every time I focus on my natural stuff, food, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to wear, who I'm going to network with, who watching me, who looking at me, whether or not my business blow up. Every time I set myself on those things, I'm going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give them will never thirst. The water I will give them will become in him a spring of water welling up to the eternal life. I ain't got to have no bucket. But the water that I got for you and what I got for you and what I have for you will transform and change you into all that I called you to be. If you'll drink this water, Proverbs 13, 14 says the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. I'm going to give you something that's not going to ever have you thirsty again. You've been in a thirst trap. You've been seeking. You've been looking at me. You, all you talk to me about is me blessing you. But you need to learn how to understand the spiritual things of me. You need to understand the authority that comes in kingdom and not all this other stuff that the enemy has been giving you. Right. Not all this other stuff. 
John 7, 37, 39, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. When we're drinking the living water out of our heart, will flow rivers of living water. But that's because we receive him as a spirit. So go back to the scripture. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Word, Lord, I need your spirit to become life in my life, to waken me to the dead things. I've been operating in dead places. Show me the areas that I don't have rivers of water or that I'm not wet up right now in Jesus name. Show me the things that do not align with your life. Show me the spirit gives life. I don't want to talk to you no more about what I got to eat or what I got to wear or this job. You know, I need this already. Yeah. Said Jacob's well will never do right. But what I got, what I got, what the spirit, the spirit will produce a harvest for you. If you begin to focus on the things of God, if it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits, nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit in life. Go back over to that Proverbs. I want the fountains. <laughs> I want the fountains. I don't, I'm, I don't want to live with anything less than the fountains. Proverbs 13, 14 says the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. Let your word become a fountain of life for me. Let me walk into the deeper things of you. Let me rely on you, trust in you and not be wise in my own eyes in Jesus name. Well, if you haven't accepted Jesus as Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your perfect time. Could Cause you've been thirsty, but the things that we are allowed to quench us when Jesus is not Lord and savior do that, that looks different. I promise it. And I promise it's not going to satisfy you. And I promise it's not going to benefit you. But what I do know this Jesus I'm preaching, this Jesus I'm talking about this Jesus. I love this Jesus that saved me, this Jesus that saved me, this Jesus right here will change your very life. I'm your witness. I'm your witness. I'm your witness. I'm your witness. This Jesus right here will change your very life, but you got to worship him in spirit and truth. And you got to ask the Holy spirit. Can you show me where I've not been worshiping you in spirit and truth? Can you show me the things of my life that are dead to God? Can you show me where I've been wise in my own eyes? My God, I don't want to take my own account. I don't want to take my own account. I don't want to take my own account. It is not religious. It is not emotionalism. It is not, it is not, it is not. And if the spirit is alive in you, then from your heart is going to flow rivers of water. And if rivers of water going to flow from you, then guess what? People can drink of you and be refreshed. If people are burdened by you, if you find yourself and people are mad at you, right? All of these things happen then it's probably because there are no, there are no rivers flowing from your heart, that there are no rivers from your heart. So Lord God, we thank you for the word today. We will not quench the Holy spirit. We thank you for the power in your word today. We thank you. You are unlocking us in your spirit that father God, in the name of Jesus, I cancel every assignment of the enemy off their life 
that has been keeping them from drawing out your will. Let them draw out your will, Father. Let them become thirsty for you. Let them be quenched by righteousness and be quenched by Jesus. Open the eyes of their understanding to the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus and nothing less. Let them hunger and thirst for righteousness. My God, I hear the doors unlocking. Unlock the doors. Position us. Unlock the doors. Unlock the doors. Unlock the doors. Unlock the walls. We thank you, Lord God. For the spirit is severing the cord, the ties, the yokes. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you. Keep drinking the living water. It's going to produce something for you. Keep drinking the living water. It's going to produce something for you. I'm just telling you. I know what the Holy Spirit keeps telling me. He's unlocking your destiny. The more that you press into him, he's unlocking your destiny. When we think about doors, we think about material things. You need the favor of God before anything. He's unlocking you so that you could walk in the produce. When you keep drinking, yeah, it's producing chaff. So, so let me show you something. You remember the commercial um, where the lady had dry skin and then she would put the lotion on and it would show you her skin healing That's what it's like in your spirit. When you drink of the water, it's healing you from the inside out. It's dealing with your emotionalism. It's dealing with your religion. It's dealing with your healing places. That's why we got to slow down and understand who we are in spirit and not assume anything. He is, if you'll seek him first, if you won't spend a lot of time on what you eat and what you wear, I promise if you won't spend a whole lot of time on that, if you won't spend a whole lot of time on what you don't have, if you won't the lust of the eye, the pride of life, if you'll humble yourself, if you'll act like the word is fresh and new to you every morning, if you get up when you don't feel like it, if you'll praise God, I told you this morning, I saw the gates open. If you will stay there, if you will stay there, if you will not even focus on what you're supposed to have, if you'll delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you every desire of your heart. If you'll make him your first and your priority, I promise you in the name of Jesus, I promise you in the name of Jesus, everything will be unlocked. Everything will be unlocked. The greater of what God has for you will be unlocked. It'll just start being unlocked like crazy. It'll start, chaff will start burning up, but he has to become the primary focus. He has to become, you have to become more devoted. You have to decide, I don't want Jacob's well. I don't want that water. I don't want the things of this world. I want you. And then he'll bestow everything that you need for you to complete your assignment. I promise you will. Thank you for pressing. I I promise you I will. Let me speak a blessing over you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. If his face is shining on you, you don't need nothing else. May the Lord's face shine upon you. Thank you, Lord God. May the Lord's face. Don't forget, we do not have Bible study tomorrow, ladies. I was almost sad to not teach you, but I know people need rest, so I'm going to give you rest. So we don't have Bible study. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.